I don't know it not to be true. Have we done a serious enough topic lately? Probably not. So today we end the shenanigans and get serious as we argue the abolition of the death penalty. I'm Crystal, and today I will win another debate as I argue that we should not abolish the death penalty. And I'm Robbie, obviously arguing for the same position that we should abolish the death penalty. And I will also be winning as I normally do. So, or as Crystal has defeated herself one time, maybe she will defeat herself again. Yeah, maybe I'll just argue against myself. I don't think so, though. (laughs) This is one that I'm not like, I'm very on the fence with it, except I do tend to lead towards let's kill them. So I think it is, uh, I guess, I guess I am more genuinely in favor of it, but not. Okay. So here's the thing. I guess we'll kind of get started first. I'd like to set some parameters here. So I, a lot of the reading that I did was that like the death penalty initially in the United States was supposed to be like this deterrent for like treason. I I don't think that like, if you just hate your country, your country should have the right to kill you. I think that's a bit far. Now, okay. if you do something that could put in jeopardy the lives of people that live in your country, and, and that's how it's tying into treason, that's something totally different. Like if you're selling out your fellow citizens for whatever reason, and it could put them in danger or get them killed, that's a little different. So I think that the only times that the death penalty should be put in force is like heinous murders. Oh like, yeah. Right. The right. one the one that I was reading that like everybody was on board for was what was the kid's name? Was it Dylan Roof? The kid that shot those people in church. They were all at, at a church service. This was years ago. This was like maybe 10 years ago. I'm sure you heard about it that like it was all these people. They might have been in like a Bible study or something. And it was like older people. And he just went yeah, in. I, feel like and- I did hear about it, but I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, he was sitting. The crazy thing is that he was like sitting with them, like listening to them and just a, like a part of the service with them and then killed them. Like that guy, That's clearly crazy. there's something wrong with him. Well, yeah, that, that cannot be rehabilitated. Sure. Let's kill him. No, I don't want. I mean, so hold on. What's your first argument? So my first argument is let's <laughs> kill Dylan Roof. No, my <laughs> My first argument is that if you commit a crime so heinous that it cannot be rehabilitated and you are deemed to be of sound mind, which I believe he was, that he was determined to not have some sort of mental illness because that's something totally different. Like there are people that are mentally ill that need help that if given that help, they would not have acted the way that they did and and ended someone else's life. I think the death penalty is something that's very serious. And I don't think we need to be one of those countries that's just all willy nilly murdering people. I don't think that's good for society, but I think that the death penalty being in force is overall good for society. I think it is a deterrent. And I think that the purpose of prison or any sort of punishment is to rehabilitate. Like you put people in jail with the goal of rehabilitation, that they will atone for what they've done, they will learn from it, and then they will be able to go back out into society and not do it again. They will have learned from it. But there are okay. some crimes that cannot be rehabilitated. Like, yeah, sure. It has been psychologically proven that sex crimes cannot be rehabilitated. 
Yeah, now, okay. I'm not advocating for a simple like, oh, if you flash somebody, we're going to kill you again. I think that goes a bit far, but those are things that cannot be rehabilitated. If you, most people that have committed mass murder, mass shootings, it's proven that if they are of sound mind, it's not going to be rehabilitated. Right. They, they will absolutely do it again. Sure. So with that in mind, I think that the death penalty is the only solution because why are we keeping them in prison when they cannot be rehabilitated? Because the death penalty is not an actual deterrent. Okay. So this article is from lushusa.com. It is written in at some point. I don't remember or I don't see on here, but it says here that stats for the death penalty information stats from the death penalty information center indicate for the past 40 years, there's been 1,184 executions in the South compared to just four in the Northeast. And yet homicide figures in 2015 were 70% higher in the Southern states. It's not a deterrent. It doesn't deter violent crime. It doesn't deter anything. Murders okay. are, that's that alone, that they had over a thousand executions in the, the South compared to just four in the Northeast. And yet and yet murder, the homicide rate was 70% higher in the Southern states in 2015. Well, okay, here's the only thing that, the issue with the Southern states is that there is a big racial disparity. That the, there is like from a lot of the research that I did on this is that the reason why the South is a little more trigger happy with the death penalty is that you've got like deep rooted racism a lot of times that sure. the, the people that are being killed in the South by and large are people of color. Sure. So I, I think that, that, that those the statistics, thing is, I think you'd have to look at, you would, it's and not, I don't know how to separate it out, but the, the South is also known for killing innocent people that like but, after they've, they've right, but it, that's, that's, but that's the problem. Right. So I'm saying that like, I'm saying, I, under, I'm I understand saying, your argument that it's not a deterrent, but what I'm it, saying is that the reason why they're killing so many people is that they're also killing innocent people. So, sure, but so the I, deterrent I, argument with that is that how do you deter it? You just killed someone innocent. So the, it would have been a deterrent for that person no. you just killed because they actually didn't do it. No, but it was, it's, but it's not a deterrent. Despite all the executions, crime is higher. So it's not actually a deterrent. Well, what I'm saying is that That's if you're killing, saying. if you're killing innocent people, well, who cares? <laughs> you should care. Because you should definitely care if you're, you're no, you're, I'm saying that the statistic, this, this statistic is a little skewed because the, if you tell me, Hey, don't kill somebody or I'm going to kill you. And I take that to heart and I say, okay, I would never kill somebody, but then you falsely accuse me and say I did. And you're like, well, Hey, I'm going to kill you it would have been a deterrent for me because I didn't do it. And then you killed me anyway. Well, you're missing it. it. The point of the death penalty is to deter future crimes, not to deter people on death row. I No, I don't think that, uh, I think that the deterrent piece of it is a small piece of it, that overall, I think that there are people who may think, oh, I'd, I'd really like to kill my spouse, but I don't want to run the risk of getting killed. That's it. The death penalty is real in my state. I'm not going to do it. States, but that's such okay, a tiny right. piece of it. Here we go. States, this comes from deathpenaltyinfo.org. I was is, on there. That's where I learned of, about the huge racial disparity in the South. No, that like the South that, just loves killing people. But that doesn't even matter. The point is it's not a deterrent. 
states without the death penalty have a better record on homicide rates. A recent survey in New York Times found that states without the death penalty have a lower homicide rates than states with the death penalty. The Times reported that 10 of the 12 states without the death penalty had suicide rates below the national average, whereas half the states with the death penalty have homicide rates above during the last 20 years. Like, it's not an actual deterrent. It doesn't deter anything. States without the death penalty fare better over the past decade. In the past 10 years, the number of executions in the United States has increased while the number, while the murder rate has declined. Let's see. Okay, some commentators have maintained that the murder rate has dropped because of the increase in executions. However, during this decade, the murder rate in non-death penalty states has remained consistently lower than rates in death penalty states. So basically what we're talking about here is states without the death penalty, it's the murder rate is lower than states with the death penalty because it's not actually a deterrent. Another thing that I read in here was, and I think it was back in that other article, but it was the idea that nobody is thinking to themselves, you know what? I did want to murder this person, but wait, I might go to death row. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pass. Well, I think that if you're in the mindset of like, I think I'd like to kill somebody. I think that a lot of times, like a normal person, that's like, that's not something that you wake up and think about. It's like a heat of the moment thing. Right. So it's not, so it's not a deterrent. Because yeah. Was, okay. But was, I, I, I will concede that the purpose of it is not to be a deterrent. I don't think the, the purpose of the death penalty is to be a deterrent. I think that's like a very small piece of it that it's like optimistic that it will deter people. But I think that it's just, it's, I think that the death penalty is good for society. No, because it's not a deterrent. And not only is it not a deterrent. Okay. So not only is it not a deterrent, but also the death penalty, I got to find the article. It might have been on the same site, the deathpenaltyinfo.org, just at a different. Okay. Not only is it not a deterrent, but um, here it is. The National Registry uh, classified official. Wait. Okay. So for the other problem is you get people that are innocent, like you pointed out. Okay, so the National Register reported 61 murder executions in 2020. Had and the okay, of the 61 murder executions in 2020, co- coercive use or threat of capital prosecution was implicated in 23% of those executions. Rex, hold on, I read that all wrong. Back up. Yeah, I was gonna say, so what? You threaten to kill him, and then 23% of the time you do. I read that wrong. I read that word wrong. The National Register reported that 61 murder exonerations, that actually is going to make more sense. Exonerations yeah. in 2020 had the coercive use of threat of capital prosecution implicated in 23, 21% of those exonerations. So not only is the death penalty not a deterrent, it's used to put innocent people in jail. Because when you're threatening people with the death penalty, they're more willing to say, you know what? I want a deal. I murdered him. Just put me in jail for life with no parole. Like they're actually using the death penalty. Not only is is not a deterrent because it doesn't actually work because crime, violent crime still happens. It in fact puts innocent people in jail 
because they don't want to die. Yeah, I could see that. I could, I'm trying to think like, if that were me, would I just be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just wait it out in prison and hope that I can get an appeal. Right. But, isn't, like, but I guess that's what happens because once you confess, you no longer get an appeal. No, that's not true. You can appeal. No, I think that is true that if you confess, if you confess, no. I'm pretty sure you cannot appeal it because you confessed. No. No, so what no. are you appealing? Are you serious? No, you mean. Oh, I'm being dead serious. I'm Chris, pretty sure that if I confess not, no. to a crime. No, no, I know that's not true. Anybody, any legal experts out no, there. I don't need to be a legal expert. Watch Netflix has a show. It's like false confessions or it says something like I've that. watched that. And I'm pretty sure that and there are people, people that people are sitting appeal. in jail because they can't appeal the court decision. No, 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 no. What happens is what happens in those cases is they do appeal. But because they've confessed, appealing is almost impossible because another court looks at that and said, well, you confess to it. It's not that you can't appeal it. It's that when it's re-reviewed, it's like, oh, well, you confessed to this already. So it's harder to appeal those cases, but just because you confess doesn't mean you can't appeal it. I thought that there was a case that I was reading about that this woman confessed to, it was like, I think it was killing her husband, but she, she legitimately didn't do it. And there was evidence that she didn't do it, but well, she yeah. confessed for whatever reason, I don't know, but she confessed to it. And then in trying to get it overturned, it, it wouldn't, she wasn't allowed to appeal it because she signed a confession. Well, they probably didn't overturn it because she signed a confession and that it's way harder to anytime you have to anytime, as far as I understand, anytime you're going to confess to a murder, confess to something, right? The only way you're going to get an appeal is if they do something, there's some kind of misconduct during the investigation or during the trial, the first one. And then they use that to appeal it. They need another way in because they can't just say, oh, it's a false confession. That usually doesn't work. But what I'm saying, though, is. People false confess, like that's a real thing. And if, you, if you're sitting there and they're like, Crystal, uh, we got all this evidence on you. We got your hair at the scene. You know, we got your blood at the scene. Like we know you were there. You murdered this person. So here's what we're gonna do. Either you confess and you could have life in prison without parole or you're, you can go to trial, but we're gonna seek the death penalty. I, well, I will also say that a lot of times people that do commit like very heinous crimes, they know it's coming and, and they, they want the death penalty. Like they've had murderers kill themselves oh, sure. in prison because oh, it's easier. Sure. But I'm just saying like, no, the murderers kill themselves in prison because they still want to maintain control of the situation. But Oh, that's probably true. But I mean, even if that's the case though. Like, Wasn't it Ted, was it Ted Bundy or was it John Wayne Gacy? They wanted the death penalty and they got it. Yeah, they asked for it. Yeah, well, if you ask, you receive. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that like that's also a good angle because like when I see those cases and I'm like, they're asking for the death penalty. Don't give him what he wants. Right. Don't that's give that murderer what he wants. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> you keep that asshole yeah. alive. Yeah, you keep him alive forever and give him an iPad and make him enjoy his life. Yeah, let him. Ha you know, there are some prisoners that are living better than than free people oh yeah no i actually have it's so crazy I, so I have a friend um that used to work at a correctional facility like worked at a prison as a, a correctional officer co yeah co whatever that they, they got ipads in there now that's crazy like they that's get so crazy iPads. they get ipad well it's because of covid because they couldn't have visitors 
So they had to give the inmates a way to communicate with the outside world because they're you allowed. You don't have to give them a way to communicate well, with the outside world, they got, though. They got iPads through FaceTimes, and now they just kept the iPads. They get they get a certain amount of iPad time every day. That's insane. That's that's just wrong. So I mean, yeah, that's you know there are like there are kids in like very poor districts that don't have the means to get to school or complete their work and their education is like floundering. But now you've got murderers and rapists on iPads. Yeah, I mean that's a whole different discussion. Like that's a totally different. That is true. I do think that we are sort of like towing the line here for like talking about prison reform, which I also think is a a big issue. Like the the innocence project, like it's undeniable that there is an overwhelming amount of innocent people in prison because of the tactics used to get them in there and to avoid trials. I don't know about overwhelming. There's a lot. There's a lot. Well, okay. Maybe not if you're convicted, I would say like in the two thousands and beyond, but like when they've really perfected DNA, but previously. I mean, I don't want to rock your world, but there's a documentary on Netflix, I haven't watched it yet about how DNA evidence is. I've seen that. I've seen that too, where it's like, you can make DNA say certain things. Like you you can tell a story with like one piece of DNA, but you could tell multiple stories with that same thread. So uh, yeah, I get that too. But I, so I think there's still obviously an issue with innocent people in prison, which is why I'm saying there was not be quick to kill. There's a, uh, I love the, I love the, uh, what's the podcast? Um, Crime Junkies. I've never That's, listened to that. What? I've never listened to that. I listened to last podcast on the left. I listened to Joe Rogan and I listened to Conspiracy Theories. You, I listen to our podcast. You need to, li- everyone should. You need to listen <laughs> to Crime Junkies. That okay. is a great, great, it just, they just. Oh, I listened to this one, uh, Unexplained Mysteries too. That one's really interesting. Yeah, I just listened to the crossover unexplained mysteries and and conspiracy theories about the um, what was which one? Roswell. They talked about Roswell. Oh, I listened to that one. I listened to the Tylenol murders on my drive out to Philly this week. What is that? A conspiracy theory? Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. It was about um, I think it was the eighties. Um, the people putting cyanide because you know that the. Tylenol used to be like a capsule that you could like yeah. break apart. So yeah. people were putting cyanide in those. And then they had, I, I don't know, I think it was mostly in Chicago, but I can't remember if there was other states too that had it where like somebody tampered with it and they still have no idea who originally did it. Wow. Well, so here's the thing about, to go back, but here's the thing about, so Crime Junkies, they have an episode. I don't remember the episode or I don't remember what the title of it or, or who the exact guy was. But basically, the story is the guy is off on a business trip, I believe, and he comes home and in his driveway, his entire family is murdered. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's called Crime Junkies. Crime Junkies. It's like one of the, the number one. It's like one of the. Yeah, I see it. It's coming yeah. up here. I'll have to listen yeah. to no, Crime Junkies. To it's fantastic. So it's all about crimes. I mean, a lot of them are unsolved or like. They still do a great job. Like Ashley Flowers is the host of it. It's still really, really. Oh, good. is this a podcast thing? Because I think she does. She no, she's not. It's not a podcast thing. She's got. She her own used thing. to be on Unexplained Mysteries. I think. I don't think so. I think she was years ago. I don't think so. She was on the radio. 
No, but I think she was a part of the Parcast team for a while because I've listened to a lot of different stuff on Parcast. Maybe. Maybe. So here's the thing, though. So in this case, though, he comes home, his whole family's murdered, okay? They have no evidence. Uh, they can't, they, they basically don't have any evidence except that he was there. He called it in. They convict him of murder, right? He never Good. confesses, but they convict him. Kill him. He, he, he went through three different appeals and three different separate trials convicted him of murder, despite the fact that there was DNA evidence from another guy at the scene that actually committed the murder, right? So like the prosecution, oh, he sued. So eventually he got off. Eventually he was exonerated. And so he sued, I think it happened in Indiana. He sued the state of Indiana for like $20 million because he spent 20 years of his life in prison for a murder he didn't commit. Yeah, well, that's why you don't want to have the death penalty. That, okay, I understand what you're saying, but this is why I think that there needs to be, and I also understand that technically it is, uh, what's the, what's the wording that you're, you're found guilty. You're, uh, you're Uh, like beyond a reasonable doubt. You're innocent until proven guilty and you have to have the murder trial. You have to be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what the right. jury is. So I understand that even to get as far as a conviction, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. But what I'm talking about is like, no doubt in your mind, this person has done it. There's I, not a okay. shadow of a doubt. Like Boston listen, Marathon bomber, that kid did it. We should kill him. Okay, but those are so rare. I'm telling you, listen to Crime Junkies podcast. You, I've listened to stuff like the Innocence Project, and what was the one that that our friend who we had on? We should have we should have had Brianna on for this one. I, I wonder where she stands on this. I'll have to talk to her about it on Monday. For it, she loved the death penalty. Oh, she wants us to kill more people. No, I don't think so because she's very big on like the innocence of of people and how most yeah, people. There's true. a lot of people well, that are innocent. You know, what was the one? It was the Freddie Gray thing. Whatever podcast she was listening to, I tried to listen to whatever that was. And it was just like upsetting because it's like the way that prisoners are treated is is not great, especially before. Like you're just transporting him. Right. But when you're just before they even are taken into prison. So once they get the iPads. That's when they're convicted. They've got their sentence. They're posting up for the next 20 to 40 years. They're feeling great. They murdered a whole family. Life's good. They've got an iPad. They've got TV time. They've got a weight room. Man, if I went to prison, I would get jacked. The reason why (laughs) I am plateauing now with my health journey is because I have to work. I've got other obligations. If I could be in prison and just work out nine hours a day and like, you can buy protein at, at commissary. I'm sure I would spend all my money on protein shakes. I would get so ripped. I'd be in fighting shape. I'd be killing more people. I'd be so jacked. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you should go to prison. <laughs> I don't think I would want to go to prison, but I do think Ayana and I have discussed this before. I think I could make it in prison. Now, not with a group of people that I would enjoy being around because I know prison segregates based by race, by and large, which is another issue. I don't want to be around a bunch of racists, but I think maybe I could make enough friends. 
I think I'd be okay. I would try to cross those lines and just be friends with everyone. You get beat up. So I'd get murdered in like a day. Maybe. Yeah, you'd be murdered in like a day. No, but I think that I could make it in prison. I, I really do because I think that I'm smart enough and I think I can blend in with enough people that I know, I know what not to say to people. Like, I'm not going to ask them what they did. I'm not going to start anything with them. Maybe they want to talk about it. No, I don't think most people do. Most guilty people do. I don't, well, I, I don't know. I They like I, brag, some really sick people like bragging about what they've done. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I No, I think you could, but I think. Um, I think that of all of our friends, I might last the longest in prison. Yeah, you. I think you would last the longest. I think I would too, because I blend in. Yeah, I think you, I think you could. Do I don't it. really start things with people. That's true. I Not at this point in my life. I don't have any reason to. I think I can blend in. I can make friends. I can be friends with just about anybody, even if I don't like them. I've been friends with people I don't like. Yeah, you have been. I think you could do it. Yeah. Well, I think I could too. You know what? Why don't we do it? Why don't we try it? Why don't you just say, hey, I want to spend a week in prison. Don't do anything, but just like go to a prison and be like, hey, I'm doing a social experiment. I want to spend a week in here. Treat me like a prisoner. I want to blend in. I want to make new friends. Yeah. I think I could do it. I think I could last in prison. Well, let's do it then. Let's set it up. Maybe it's because I do have like some sort of psychotic tendencies, I guess, that I would make it. I mean, it probably doesn't hurt. I don't know. I don't know what it says about me, but I really think I would make it in prison. And like when I tell people this with my rationale, they're like, yeah, you know what? You would last in prison. You'd make it. Uh, yeah, no, I think you would. I think you can do it. I think I could. I think I could make it in prison. Make Let's it some prison it. toilet wine. I don't think that's real. No, that is real. That is a thing that they do. I watched um, a YouTube video because, you know, like sometimes you just go down this YouTube rabbit hole. I don't know how I got to this, but it was a guy making wine out of fruit like that he had in a bag that he put well, in the toilet. I currently work with a girl that's in prison, so I can talk to her. Ask her about toilet wine. Ask her if she likes oh, I'm toilet wine. Her. I'm going to ask her on Monday. <laughs> You're gonna get stabbed. No, why? We're friends. Oh, you're friends. Yeah, I already. I guess she's probably not that dangerous if, like, they let her out to work, right? I I already know somebody in the inside, so I'd actually probably last too. I'd be good. But you know, a woman—they're not gonna send you to the woman's wing. Do you know? Yeah, unless you identify as a female now. Maybe I do. I can't. I can't. Honestly, you should. If you ever get arrested, <laughs> you should say you identify as a woman and try to get to the women's wing and create a whole civil lawsuit and a firestorm. That they'll just let you off. I. Th- you would not make it in man prison. Oh, I would. I'd be fine. Oh, I no. I. I definitely. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, I definitely would. I have never been in a fight in my whole life. Right, which is why you wouldn't make it no. in man prison. No, no. You know why I haven't been in a fight. I have the social skills in order to navigate those murky waters to where I wouldn't get in a fight. I have, I have the, I can get along with anybody. I have the ability to, I have, I'm very adept socially, I believe. And I can, I can make it. It would, it would be, I think it would, could be a rough first couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the same for me though, too. I think that maybe we're very similar in this. Cause I do think yeah. both of us get along with like, Everybody. A lot of different people. I just would have to find my footing. I'd have to find my way and I'd have to just, the trick is, the trick This is, is one situation though. I do think it's easier to be a woman. And I don't say that very often, but 
prison is one situation where I do think it's easier to be a woman. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because I think I'm stronger than a lot of females. Yeah, you probably are. Which means I'm, so I'm not really intimidated or threatened in that way. But have you seen some of the guys that have been in prison? Like they are jacked. They're built like DK Metcalf. Like they they are huge dudes. No, that's okay. That's okay. Just a little guy. That's all right. That's okay. What you do is, is you get in with the jack dudes and then they offer protection. Well, yeah, but you, you. You know what you got to do to get that. Protection. No, that's a no stop. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm saying it's easier to be a woman because women don't really. I mean, there are oh, women that what? do that stuff. There are women that do that stuff with each other. But by and large, I think that I could more easily find a woman that would like allow me into her crew and and not try to touch me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it not to be true. There's only one way to find out. I think you got to. We got to go to prison. I think you need to go to prison for a week and see what happens. I don't think I would make it. Well, I. I so anyway, I don't know how we got down that that trail. I don't know either. A lot of people falsely go to prison, which is another reason that the death penalty should be abolished. Like, I yeah okay. So I, I think that when you're going to start talking about like innocence and stuff that. That's something totally different. But when I'm I'm saying that it's good for society, even though it's not. No, it's not. It's good for society. society. So it's good for society to send innocent people. So you believe? No, no, no. I society to kill innocent people. No, I don't. I don't. My argument has always been that there are some crimes that are so heinous they cannot be rehabilitated. And I think that it's un. So here's here's my other thing. It is unfair to equate these things for victims. If, if somebody I love gets murdered by some sort of like gross negligence or heat of the moment, or like, this is something where this other person is legitimately remorseful. They're not denying that they did it, but they are not a heinous person. They did something very heinous. Like now my, my family, my friends could be victims because somebody we loved got killed. Okay. I don't know that that person deserves to be killed. I would argue actually that they don't, even though they are guilty, but you take somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, these guys were cold calculating, like the types of crimes that they committed were beyond just like a, a murder. And I don't want to say just murder, but it's not like they killed somebody, had that remorse Right. Oh, right. And the things that they they did were sick. The things that they did were sick, but same, same with like the Boston Marathon bomber, Tim McVeigh. Like you look at these people that have done these mass murders too, like who the Virginia tech shooter, like all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that those crimes are the equivalent of like, even like a drug deal gone bad. Like you could have somebody that they're on a path of criminality, you know, they're dealing drugs, they're doing whatever something goes wrong. They shoot somebody, they stab somebody, they kill somebody. Right. That person, even though they weren't on the best path, I don't know that they deserve to be killed for it because there's a lot of things that go into how they got on that path in the first place. But somebody that maintains a, a job like what we do, but then at night goes out and is raping, torturing, killing, 
or, you know, building their arsenal to, to go out and shoot up a bunch of people at a supermarket. That's right. totally different. Those crimes right. are so heinous that you should kill those people. But why? Why? It, it's not going to deter. Because it balances it out. And I think that like for victims, you have to look at a sort of justice. So what I'm saying is that if I had somebody that I knew and loved that was murdered in like some sort of mass shooting by a sick person, I do think that letting that person in, in prison for the rest of their life and equating that like, oh, they killed a bunch of people. This other person also killed somebody the the crimes are equal. I don't think they're equal. So is it is it appropriate for the guy in a drug deal gone bad that that shot somebody to be in prison for the rest of his life? Yeah, yep. I would say that that's that's appropriate. Is is the same sentence appropriate for somebody that like cut up, mutilated, and ate twelve men or seventeen yes. men? Is that no? I don't think it is. I think it's yeah. way sicker. And to equate the two and say that like it's equal killing one life to, to torturing and killing 17 lives. I think you've got to have tears for it. I think you can't okay, just so maybe they're the not board, be like, you take a life, you spend your life in prison. Okay. So they're not as nice. It's not a nice of a setup. They don't get access to a TV. Like what I'm not saying, what they're doing, but what I'm saying, sure. You could tear it once they're in there, but I'm saying that, that they're never going to be able to do that. That it doesn't deter crime. Okay. And the people that do do really horrible things, it's the easy way out for these people. Just kill them? No, you keep them in there. You make sure the rest of their life is as miserable as the that the family they destroyed. Like, they deserve to rot in prison forever for what they did. But uh, to me, it's almost, well, you're going to kill them and then... It's cheaper to kill them too. It's thirty thousand dollars a year. I'm just saying, let them rot. It why is it doesn't have to be that. Doesn't have thirty thousand dollars a year to to maintain one prisoner. We're going on prison reform. What I'm simply saying is, but what I'm saying is, it's cheaper to kill them too. So it's good for the victims that that you know. Why is it no no no? Why no no no? Why is it no 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 no? Why is it because it's actual justice? Like you're getting justice based on. You catch the guy and they rot and they pay for their crime by rotting in prison forever. But they're not- really not rotting. Now you're telling me they're getting iPads. I don't even have an iPad. Well, that you're making that's a personal choice. If you want an iPad, you can have an iPad. What I'm saying though if, is no, yeah, right. I could, but then I have to sacrifice something else. Whereas like these guys are getting iPads and like all well, this stuff available to them. Well, no, but what I'm saying, we're we we're we can't conflate both issues. Is there a problem with prisons and there need to be some type of prison reform? I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, we could all okay. agree on that. But that doesn't mean that just because prisons might be nice and for some people that they, that people deserve to die. Like the, the two things are not equivalent. Like people do not, there needs to be prison reform. That's one issue. I don't think people just because they do the most heinous crime you could think of, that doesn't mean they deserve to die. It, it does mean they deserve to sit in prison forever and to never, ever experience freedom or have any type of freedom ever again. But I don't think that means they deserve to die because, and here's the problem. And here's, we started a rabbit trail, but the example was there are so few cases. Even, you know who Lacey Peterson, Scott Peterson is, right? You know that big case? yeah wait he's the one that killed his pregnant wife so you think there is that's the first episode of crime junkies okay 
even that case, I had always assumed, because I never did a deep, my daughter's calling for me. I had never done a deep dive. I had never done, I had never done a deep dive on it. So I just assumed, I just assumed that he was guilty, right? The first case in Crime Junkies is that case. And you may change your opinion by the end of that episode. I I understand that there no, are some point is though the point is there is very 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 few cases that and I've listened to I've watched a ton of shows and I and I've listened to and I've listened to and I've listened to a ton of podcasts there are very few cases <laughs> <laughs> there are very somebody few, loves crime junkies there are very few cases that are open and shut that are open and shut like that they just don't exist what i'm saying is there are very few cases of all the things that i've ever listened to that are open and shut i like, agree i'm agreeing with you there i'm saying that this needs to be reserved for absolutely no margin of error I don't think those cases exist. They do exist. I don't think they absolutely exist. I think they're so rare. They're so rare. And they are, and they're big, they're big cases. Like Tim McVeigh McVeigh was 110% guilty, deserved the sentence that he got. He deserved to be killed. Well, the problem though is, is that just like our debate on should drugs be legalized or not, it goes back to this, that in our society, and the way people work is if you leave the door open a little bit, people will then use it. It just, it, there's no nuance left in the world. So it's not like you could say, because here's the problem. Tim McVeigh, definitely guilty. Oklahoma City bombings. He, he was caught there. Like they caught him. They had the evidence. Like there was no, there's really no doubt that he did it. I think he probably even confessed to it. Okay. No doubt. I, I don't, I don't know too much about that. I know that they caught him because he was stupid. Like they caught him because he rented like a U-Haul or a Penske truck or something yeah, where he like, did. he like covered up the license plate or it was something really dumb like that was how they caught him. Maybe he did confess. Cause then when they caught him, he was just like, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I killed all those people yesterday. Yeah. I think he did confess, but what yeah, I, think saying, right. I think he did confess. What I'm saying for every case like that, like, you, the the victims would always look at it like it's a slam dunk. Like, are you kidding me? Not not always. Not always. Yes, there are no. Yes. There are cases where the victims are like, I'm pretty sure he no, did it. No, there. Yeah, no, no, no. I have listened to enough crime junkies and enough shows on Netflix and enough to know that you're going to have some victims that are going to be convinced that they did it, no matter the evidence. And then you're going to have some are like, oh, you know, some obviously the victims are, are in this case of murder. They're not alive. But the victim's family, you're going to have some that are going to be convinced that they did it and some that are not. Yes, there are some instances where it's so blatantly that they're that they're guilty. But I'm just saying, though, I don't think those exist as much I, as I think. I think I think that they're now- very rare. I know. I think that now there are more because, you know, that like almost everybody has security cameras now like businesses homes like people are always on their phones like the amount of video evidence available today is like extraordinary compared to the last couple of years so now you've got you there's a lot of cases now where they've got video of people committing these crimes it's undeniable like that's you that's you killing a man that's that man dying but then it goes to degrees though 
just because you kill somebody doesn't mean you automatically deserve the death penalty. No, I agree. I I agree. I agree with that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that what you're talking about is like the, the so small of a percent. So we're going to have the death penalty that anybody can get because who's that kid that just, they just had his trial because I think like prosecuting the Parkland, the Parkland high, Maybe. You know who I'm talking about? What's that? Ki- I don't know the kids. His name doesn't matter. He's a piece of shit. But right. he's that kid that he he killed all those kids in Florida. I'm pretty sure that they just gave him life in prison. Like I, I think that he should be killed. Like beyond the shadow of a doubt, he is guilty. He absolutely did it. Not only did he confess, I'm pretty sure he's one of the ones that they've got video evidence. They've got witnesses. Like they must say I'm dunk. They must have cut a deal because Florida has the death penalty. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't, I didn't finish reading it, but I know that his trial, I think it was just wrapping up or maybe they're still debating. They could still be going to trial. Like trials take forever. Yeah, that could be. So I'm just saying though, those cases are so small that it's like, and, and I, what I'm also saying is a prosecutor. So you're going to look a victim in the eye. Okay. So let's say, let's say somebody's daughter is murdered. Right. And they've got this guy in prison and they're like, you know what, man, um, we believe he did it, but we don't believe strongly enough to give him the death penalty. We just think he did it. How are he, you? Ever I gonna- just read, he did just get life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, but why we should just kill that kid. But, but no, what I'm saying is every victim's family, especially with something like murder is going to be convinced that the guy they got behind bars is the guy that did it. So you're going to look at a family. You're going to say, all right, you know what? We think he did it. But we're not like Tim McVeigh, sure. So he just gets life in prison. Like, well, you- it has to. I think that the the punishment does need to fit the crime. That's what I'm saying. That the death penalty for just, uh, you know, your standard run of the mill murder, if no, you will, that does not like, warrant no. death. The problem is we are sitting here debating that as somebody that our family wasn't murdered. What yeah, I'm saying, yeah. is the victim's family is always going to feel that they deserve the death penalty. every t- If it's on the table, they deserve the highest form of punishment. You're never going to run across a victim saying this, you know you know what? No, I don't think that that's true. There are people who have said that like it's more freeing for them to forgive and to they want these people to rot but, in prison. But, and... again, but again, we're talking about the exceptions. What I'm I don't know about- that that's the exception. There's a lot of people who don't feel right. Like this is a very strong moral issue. Like I don't think that ending a life in any way, shape or form is something to ever be taken lightly. Yeah, oh, agreed. And so I just think that we, so I just think that because those cases are so few and far between, and I think because the victims or the victims' families are always going to feel like they have one of those cases. See, yeah, well, yes and no. I think that if you laid it out and you were like, hey, the, the guy, Adam Lanza, he's the one that killed um, all the kids that Alex Jones is getting in trouble for. What was that one? Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. So he's the, he killed all those kids in Sandy Hook. Who's the the movie theater guy. He killed a bunch of like, these are kids. Like the, the school shootings, I think are like the really tense ones. Even that one, well, that kid, didn't he kill himself or death by a cop? The one that just happened in Texas. Like these, I mean, you kill kids. That's, I think we can all agree. Unforgivable. Well, unable to be rehabilitated. I think that that's one that like you definitely deserve the death penalty. And I think if you laid it out and you were like, Hey, I know that 
your son, spouse, whoever was, was murdered by this guy, this guy is showing remorse. It wasn't, he, he didn't torture them. I'm not making exceptions, like excuses, exceptions, whatever. But if you have somebody that shot up a school with five-year-olds, I think we can all agree that that is far worse. Even if your life was touched by some other sort of crime that may have been heinous to you, I don't think you actually lay it out and you look at it. It's indisputable that, that Sandy Hook is worse than. No, I don't agree. I do not. I do not agree. I don't know. Shooting up a bunch of little kids at nap time is is something that I don't know that anybody is going to say there's much worse than that. Anybody that's a victim of a horrible crime is going to say that they're that it's worse, that they're going to fi- they're going to have reasons, valid reasons of why what they're going through is worse than that. They are. I don't agree with that. I know a lot of people who have been in like heinous situations and like yeah, it changes you and it changes your viewpoint. And it, it definitely molds the way you see the world for the rest of your life. But even still, you can take a step back and be like, this happened to me. This was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was horrible. Killing a kid is worse. Maybe some people can. No, I think most, I would say most people can. Maybe. You think about the most horrible thing that has ever happened to you or that you know of, and then tell me killing a kid isn't worse. No, no. No, no, you're thinking about it incorrectly. Here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. So you have something like Sandy Hook where children are murdered, okay? And the police say to those victims' parents, okay, that guy killed your children. He deserves the death penalty for what he did. And they're gonna be like, hell yeah, he does, right? He's a he horrible, did actually. I think he did too. He's a horrible, horrible person, okay. But then you're going to turn around in another case and you're going to say, you know what? Your child was murdered. Oh, by- he was. It's irrelevant. He was shot, I think, by the police when it happened. OK, I mean, he never thing. got a trial. Same thing. He was he was murdered. Right. I honestly think that's what the police need to do. Like when you're no, apprehending no, these guys, no, just kill I do not. no, 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 no. Because if I'm a, no, 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 I want to if I am a. I, I would hope I as somebody if that, if that ever happened to my family, I would want to know why you did it. You may never know, but the You're only probably way, not going to know. Probably not, but the only way to know that information is if they're still breathing and they have to go through some type of trial. That's the only way you're going to get more information. I would want more information. I would not yes. want them. I guess that I just view yeah, it as like it, it's kind of unfair that we let like you know Nicholas Cruz he gets to live and who's the who is, the movie theater shooter he gets to live Dylan Roof gets to live who is Nicholas Cruz. <laughs> George, George Floyd used a counterfeit $20 bill and was murdered. So like, why is it fair? That's not fair either. And I know that's a totally different, that's totally different. Capital punishment. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. The guy that murders all those kids at Sandy Hook, you go to the victims, you say, you know, this person is going to get the death penalty. They're like, heck yeah, they deserve it. You're going to turn around in another situation. You'll be like, well, I know your daughter, your five-year-old daughter was just murdered in her sleep, but we actually don't think he deserves capital punishment because like, you know, it's not as no, bad. I'd be comfortable beyond a, sh- beyond a shadow of a doubt. This person absolutely did it. You kill a kid, you get killed. I, I'm okay. I'm comfortable with that. No matter what? Mm, okay, not no matter what. See, because there the, are instances, if it's an accident, if it's an accident, that's totally different. That's problem. But that's the problem. Is I think a majority of people, I just think human nature is set up to where we see black and white more than we see gray. 
And that's part of the problem in society right now as a whole. Is yeah. Everything is so that's polarized fair. in black and white. So I think humanity, just, just our core, our core, like our default function, our default out-of-the-box setting is black and white, there is no gray. Like that's what we think. Now, as we get older, we grow up, we experience things. Hopefully, hopefully we discover nuance and we can see gray and we mature and we understand that life isn't all black and white. But what I'm saying is our default out of the box setting is black and white. And so because of that, we should never be the ones as human beings, we should never be the ones to decide who lives and who dies. Like, I don't know that that should be our call because we don't have the ability intrinsically to make that call. We don't, our default setting is not to see gray, is, is to see black and white. So we should not be the arbiters of who lives and who dies. Now, I, I don't think it should be used as freely as it is. What's the state that executes them the most? Is it Oklahoma or is it Texas? But yeah, there's a lot. Texas, Florida. I mean, it's one of the- Oh, Florida is a big- I mean- Florida shoot, has, kill them, kill them, shoot them well, up. Florida is the state with the, um, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, you know, the, you could kill somebody if it's protection. Oh, stand your ground. Stand your ground laws. Yeah, yeah. But so, I thought other states had that too, or is it just do. Florida? Florida's the big one because. Um, Trayvon well, Martin. Tra- yeah, it's the Trayvon Martin yeah. case. It's also another case that I just, I just watched the pie or I watched the show on where, um, uh, it was an off-duty cop. It was real dicey, but an off-duty cop. They usually are. Got and killed somebody. And the audio, there's no way this off-duty cop was standing their ground. That was a lie. Like that was just straight up not the case. But he used that. It, he didn't use it, but because that, it doesn't matter. The point is, though, I think because our default setting is so black and white, we we should not, as human beings in a situation where we do have the opportunity to sit back, obviously if a cop's on the scene and there's an active shooter and they kill him, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about capital punishment specific. We as human beings do not, we do not, we should not have the ability to decide who lives and who dies. I think that there is like in some instances though, I think that the only appropriate punishment is death. I see. That's what I think that these are these should not be used as frequently as they are in like Texas or. But they're gonna be Oklahoma. But other problem with human nature, they're gonna be. They're gonna be. But why is it that like some states they do it pretty liberally, and then other states they they really don't, even when they they could. I know California got rid of the death penalty, right? Yeah, I think it did. And federally, it was it was gone for a while. I think uh, wasn't it Trump just put it back in in twenty twenty? I doubt I the federal death penalties back on the table. I I think it was as recent as twenty twenty. Maybe I, but I just don't. But that but that's the thing. Like that again. That goes to my point. Because states people look at things so differently. It just it, it's never going to be applied fairly. It's never going to be like oh I'm sorry. I know your daughter was murdered, but it's not a Tim McVeigh murder. Like, it's not that bad. But I do think that there are people that are understanding of that. Like, if you have ever been a victim of a crime in that moment, are you like, oh, that person that did that? I'd like to see like the the severest hammer of justice, you know, thrown at them. 
But I, but I agree with you, but here's the problem. I don't think it, again, it shouldn't be on us. Human beings should not, we, I don't know that we are, that we should ever have the capacity. We don't, I don't think we have the capacity to really decide or should have the ability to really decide who lives and who dies. So my grandfather has dementia, as we all know. And, uh, the last time I knew he was out of his mind, but the last time that I talked to him about something kind of serious, again, he said these things while under the influence of his mind deteriorating, right. he told me when we were talking, I think we were talking about the death penalty. I, I can't imagine we were talking about just straight up murder, but he said that he genuinely believes that sometimes God speaks through a person and, and ends a person's life through another person. And I'm pretty sure we we're talking about the death penalty that he genuinely believes that, that God ends a life through other people, which again, I actually, I'm, I'm not subscribing to that ideology, but it is an interesting thought that you could take I, the morality of it if you are religious. Okay, I definitely subscribe to that ideology. That you think that God could kill I don't know, you through another person? I don't know if I, what I'm saying is I subscribe to that in the fact of just if you just read the Bible, he definitely does that. So whether or not it's still going on or in what circumstances that happens or I don't, here's what I think. I think God has done that in the past, very specific situation. Does God ever tell somebody to kill somebody? No, I don't believe that occurs. But to say, like the example is this in the Bible, whatever you may believe or not believe by the Bible, just the words are God tells Israel to God tells his chosen people, Israel, to kill an entire nation. Like that, that's, that's in there. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? Debating the morality of that, that's a whole different thing. I'm just saying, though, that that is in there. And so I actually got a movie for you to watch. If you have ever seen the movie Frailty. I've never seen it. With Matthew McConaughey. I've not seen it. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's Matthew McConaughey. Maybe it's Paul Walker. No, it's Matthew McConaughey. It doesn't matter. Watch Frailty. I think you'll like that. But it's the idea of God speaking through a, a person, like telling a person to kill other people. See, I don't ever think that. So let me be clear. I don't think that ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm agree no. with you. I just, it reminded me of that movie that I think you would actually really like that movie. I think you should watch it's it. Interesting. But I do think that like, I do think, though, that like, um, yeah, I don't think that ever occurs, but I will say this, okay, as a person that believes in God, I would say I believe that only God, again, has the right to decide who lives and who dies, that humanity doesn't have the capacity or the right to do that. But I would even argue, though, that in some cases, if I if I am a person that has just murdered tons and tons of people, is it really good for me to to just be in a prison with my own thoughts in solitary confinement? No, I think it's more humane to just kill me. I don't see. Uh, I honestly would prefer to be killed than be put in solitary confinement. If you read anything about what oh, solitary no, confinement yeah, does horrible. to you. It, it kills your mind. 
it well it doesn't just kill your mind like you totally lose it like you well, lose it. the ability to like right. be a human being yeah. that's not that's not humane that's no. way more inhuman depriving children like they've done these studies with like russian orphanages that depriving children of like compassion and human touch causes them to be like severely like underdeveloped mentally and emotionally that it's way more neglectful and abusive than actually like yelling at a kid. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I'm not advocating yelling at kids either. (laughs) Here. As long as you hug them when you're done screaming at them. No, like you shouldn't do that either, but it is worse for them to neglect them. Oh yeah. No doubt. So what I'm saying is I don't know. So I want to be very clear. I do not think that God tells people. I think God is used. Because I know there was this one case I watched it on. It was on the ID channel, but a guy had convinced. So a guy started an affair with this woman and he convinced the person he was having an affair with that God needed her to kill his wife. So she murdered his wife. Um, so God has been used in that way. And that is wrong. I, I'm what I'm, well, I'm what glad I'm, we're both on the same page with that, that telling somebody else to kill somebody because God said so is wrong. That is always wrong. Now, what I'm saying yeah, is, always. is in the Bible, God did tell Israel to kill. I know it's a wartime scenario, but God did tell Israel to kill an entire nation, many nations, in fact. So like, I that is that is out there. I don't think, again, I don't think God tells one person to kill another person today. I don't think that, that doesn't, I don't think that occurs. But, what I'm saying though is that um I was trying about so but what I'm saying is but here's what I will say though. Well I well I think we will both agree that rehabilitation in a um in any measured sense that we could measure, that humanity could measure, cannot happen for somebody that you know murders a bunch of people. I will agree with you there that we don't have the ability to perceive whether or not that person was rehabilitated. And I don't think we should ever take the chance on thinking they're rehabilitated. We should never take that chance because we don't know. However, I will say my last point in this debate was going to be this, that as a person that does believe in God, I don't think it's out of the question that 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 person couldn't change their life if they found God, found Jesus. I don't think that's out of the question. That's somebody that even though that the, what I believe is I don't think they're ever too far gone, too far gone for God to still save that person and change that person's life. So the last argument that I have is unquantifiable in terms of the death penalty, but it's simply that I believe two things. I believe one, we don't have it's as humans. We don't have the capacity or ability or shouldn't have the ability to decide who lives and who dies because ultimately I think that decision is up to God and he could potentially save that person, you know, turn that person's life around while they're in prison rotting forever well let me counter that for you if they find god the end goal should be for them to be with god so let's give them (laughs) what they want and let's kill them no i don't see that no because see that's the thing what's really crazy is that i really am not that liberal about killing people i do just think that like to entirely eliminate it 
my argument is not that it should be used freely and like regularly. But my argument is that you don't but want to eliminate it. But the problem is the problem with that argument is simply this. If you don't eliminate it, it's going to be used liberally or not. It's going to be up. I, to- I don't agree with that because there are some what? states that they've only executed like what well, it was like the 70s, right? That like once it became. Sure. I, Those- it was like the 70s where it became like more freely liberally able to be used or something i agree with you some states would be more liberal than others that's true yeah and when you're talking about the south like you also have to look at just first of all how many how many people in poor communities are being killed how many people of color are being killed you cannot deny very like racist which is why we're Right. So again, this goes back to reforming it. I think you need to reform it, but there are some cases, regardless of where they took place, like, I really think that that Parkland shooter should be killed. I don't think that he should be spending the rest of his life in prison. That's not fair. Like, look at what he took from these kids and their families. And like, he's sick. Oh, great. Oh, great. He's never coming back into society. He should never. Why do we have to pay for him? And why is it okay that he is sitting in prison with somebody that may have just like killed his friend mistakenly or something like, which is an actual thing that happened. One of my brother's friends from elementary school was, uh, he took a very, very different path than my brother. Um, He was dealing drugs. Him and one of his friends was shooting at this other guy that they were in some sort of weird turf war with. I don't know how these things work, but his friend was spraying bullets into this other guy's house and my brother's old friend got in the way and got shot in the neck. So like his friend that shot him obviously went to prison. Does he belong in prison? Absolutely. Right. And he has to live the rest of his life knowing that first of all, you made a bad decision by spraying bullets into a house, but also the end result of that, you didn't even kill a person that you hated. You, you killed your best friend. So like, right. is it fair for him to be in jail for the rest of his life with somebody that intended to go into a school and kill children? I don't think the two crimes are equal. Again, you're talking about the, what we're talking about here though, is we're talking about like the the 1% or the less than the 1% of murders that are actually committed. You're talking about the outliers. You're talking about complete outliers where A, you know for sure that they did it and B, it's a heinous, heinous crime like that. You're talking about outliers. So, But, but I think the outliers are the only cases that you should be doing it. But nobody's ever, how is it ever going to be applied that way? Like it's never, ever, ever going to be applied that way because- Everybody that if they have a child or a family member that gets murdered, they are going to feel like they are the outliers. Like they're going to feel like this. I want, I just think like, I can only say for myself, if one of my family members was murdered, I would think I want that individual to get the harshest possible punishment they can receive. That's what they deserve. They deserve the harshest possible punishment they 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 deserve the harshest possible punishment and that's what they should get okay but i'm saying as humans we we i don't think intrinsically have the have we don't see enough gray to really realize whether or not they should live or die we shouldn't make that call that should be taken off the table for us to decide it should just be what's the harshest punishment 
they should have to rot in prison forever. Now, whether or not they're rotting in prison, it's a totally different debate. But what I'm saying is they should have to be in prison forever for what they did, even if they even if they are singing hymns and saying they're reformed. Still don't deserve to be out. You deserve to be in there forever for what you did. Now, if you if you somehow get reformed, you find God, and now you're the you're the model prisoner, that's fantastic for you. You still deserve prison forever for what you did. But you don't, we don't deserve, I don't think as humans, we should be deciding who lives and who dies. Like, I just don't think we're good enough at it. There's too many, A, we don't see enough gray, and B, we get too many things wrong. We get too many things wrong. We get, we get blatant, like, just take O.J. Simpson. Blatant things that he, we know, everybody knows he murdered them. But he's not. Uh, actually, I, I, mm, I, <laughs> this, this is obviously a little controversial of a statement, but over the last year or so, I kind of think OJ might be innocent. No, there's no way. Mm, I've, I've, I've listened to on that case. You would have to present why you possibly think that's true. It's possible that his son did it and he's covering for his son. Based on what evidence, though? I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to do another deep dive into this, but I, I, I've, gone pretty, I've gone pretty deep on this. There's not a whole lot of evidence that suggests somebody else did it. I understand why he got off. Like, I understand the reasonable doubt in the case. So I understand why a jury would say not guilty. I get that. I mean, Mark Furman screwed everybody because... Because he's an idiot. Yeah, he said a, he, he either... He either is an actual racist, which that's on the table for sure, or oh, I, I'm pretty sure he definitely is. Like, if you just listen to him mic'd up here, yeah, he I don't, absolutely is. Or, or he just said a bunch of racist things, which again, completely inappropriate, wrong. But either way, it's him being an idiot, which is the re- one of the reasons that OJ Simpson is is free. A bunch of other other things, like he hired some brilliant attorneys, like. Oh yeah, they, he had the dream team. Give him their credit; they were brilliant. They were absolutely yeah. They brilliant. were good attorneys. They did a great job, but um, obviously yeah. they got him off. And look, he didn't have him the second time, and <laughs> he spent time in jail. We, but we get things like this wrong all the time. Yeah, I'm not like, disputing that. That's why case. I'm saying, like, like, like OJ Simpson would be one of those cases that people would look at and see the evidence. The the evidence is there. Everything is there. No, I don't agree. I think that there was definitely some reasonable doubt with him. Yes, there was reason. Which is why he got off. Agreed. But like, what I'm saying is there are almost zero cases where no reasonable doubt can possibly, because even in like somebody like the the Sandy Hook shooter or um, uh, Tim McVeigh, for example, right? Even in those cases of somebody that clearly did it and clearly deserves to be in prison forever, right? There could be reasonable doubt in the fact of like, do they deserve the death penalty? What's their mental state? Like, were they actually like mentally there when these things occurred? Yeah, Tim McVeigh was. Well, Tim Tim McVeigh definitely deserved the sentence that he got. What I'm saying, though, is I'm saying as humans, we should not ever be given the option of who lives and who dies like. That's what makes murder so wrong in the first place. Like it's another person deciding whether or not that person they're currently killing deserves to live. Like that's the entire reason that murder is so horrible because murder is exactly that. It's another human being deciding whether another human being deserves to live. 
And we shouldn't in any at any point, we shouldn't as humans be given that responsibility. It's why murder is so it's why murder is one of the most horrendous outside of maybe rape being the most horrendous thing you can do to another person is murder. Yeah, I think that's why the only times it should ever be used is like for for people who've made the decision to end someone else's life. But you would have to have beyond a shadow of fact evidence that that occurred. And I just don't think outside of the things like Sandy Hook or the things like Tim McVeigh or school shootings where you catch the person right there. Yeah, this is why those cases are so big, because like it's not like, oh, who who did Columbine? Who who could it have been? Oh, could it be the two boys that walked in with homemade bombs and sprayed bullets through the cafeteria in the library? Or could it be this other kid? Right. You don't know. The problem, though, is with that is you say obvious cases get the death penalty. Like, obviously, we know they're guilty. Obviously. Right. There are cases like that. But a prosecuting attorney, if they're going to do their job, they're going to make every case seem painfully obvious, given what evidence is and is not allowed in a courtroom. Like the, the that's problem, true. And I will grant you that because you the, know who was really good at making every case obviously guilty? Good old Kamala. Her her record was phenomenal for, for prosecutions. One of the best in LA's history, right? right? The, LA. What? Well, she's gone back and admitted yeah. that she was oh, like, yeah. yeah, that was that was wrong. Right. Which is a whole other issue for me. But but here's the thing. She got good at what she did. It is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. She admits that it is wrong. But rather than morph that into this is a chance to talk about prison reform and and the the errors. She just doesn't want to admit that, like, you got good at a game. You treated it like a game. You got really good at it. You should be proud You should be proud of it. You should stand behind it. Now we can talk about reforming it because this game that I was playing is actually wrong. I just don't, I just don't like that. She was like backed into a corner and like forced to apologize for actually being good at something. It's not the game that she played is wrong. It's that she's on the other side of the game now. So she has to play it differently. No, I think the game that that they play is wrong when you're, you want a, a DA to only have like this flawless record of like, convictions that's not fair because obviously they're seeking to win then they're treating it like a game that's wrong like you're playing with people's lives that's wrong yeah the game is wrong but what i'm saying is as it's currently constructed she doesn't really believe the game is wrong in my opinion she just is now on the other side of it and has to say that like if she was still a prosecuting attorney she was good at it yeah well that's that's the thing like obviously like yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she now is like, oh yeah, maybe that was yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have put all these innocent guys in prison. Right. Well, I, but that's the point. But no, I'd a- like to believe that any person, like given, like take a step back. Hey, look at all these people you put in prison in the '90s and early 2000s. You know, most of them are innocent. I feel like any human being would be like, oh, yeah, I made a big mistake. They wouldn't. Why? Why would they do that? It made them. It made them rich. Are you kidding me? No, it made him rich. I guess I, I would. Oh. I I guess I view it as like a person that does have like just a shred of morality that I'd be like, yeah, it's so horrible. It, it's not. It's not necessarily about having a shred of morality. It's just about the fact that like you were paid to do a job, and you felt like the job you were doing was legitimately helping people at the time. It's okay to say that. Like now, yeah, now you look back on it, you're like, okay, well, all right. I mean, I could see where I messed up, but like at the time you legitimately thought you were doing was the right thing. But here's the problem. The problem is the justice system in totality, right? The ultimate yeah, agreed. problem agreed. with the death penalty is the justice system 
is so jacked up in so many ways. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you take somebody who is a career like prosecutor, that their record was phenomenal. And you know why? Because they're treating it like a game. That is a problem. You're treating convictions like victories, and you shouldn't be doing that. Agreed. But the problem is sometimes it's okay to lose or not charge it or not take it to trial. That's why we as human beings do not have the ability to put put people to death. We cannot. We, we get the justice system wrong. We get all these things wrong. So we have no ability. We should have no right to say whether another person lives or dies because we cannot get things correct. We can't get it right. So why should we, who cannot get things right, who, who, who the justice system is messed up, that we didn't, and aliens didn't come down and tell us, you know what, do the justice system this weird way. We came up with it. The, I same, know. People, the same people that now you think deserve the, the the ability to tell people whether or not they should live or die based I, on the screwed up justice system that we put into place. Okay, there is a screwed up justice system, but I don't think that that means you have to eliminate the death penalty. Capital punishment is not overall negative. It is negative because you're killing another person. You are killing another but, person. But this is what I'm saying. There are some crimes that cannot be rehabilitated and are so heinous that like, it's not proportional to just put them in prison. It's not fair to people. It's why not fair that, to other criminals. Why? Because if I, if I was in prison for just, you know, your standard run of the mill murder, it is what it is. It happens, whatever. But if I'm in there for that, and then I'm next to, did you watch the uh, Gabriel Fernandez trials? No, but I know the little boy, that little boy was like tortured by his mother. Yep. Yep. And you give me five minutes alone with that woman. I'd beat the shit out of her. So that's how most other prisoners with her feel like she now has to be protected because she's one of the rare cases where like, she's like invoking violence in women because like you hear that and you're like, how could you, I don't even have kids, but like, if anybody ever did the kind of stuff she was doing to like my nephew or like other little kids that I've been around that like are a part of my regular oh, life, oh, I would kill yeah. them. Oh, like, it'd be over. It'd be game over. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, I'm going She back. did it to her own child. Yeah, it's disgusting. So. But she doesn't deserve to die. No, nah, she definitely deserves to die. But. We, oh, you know what? You know what? Let me, let me rephrase that. She definitely deserves to die. But I don't believe that we are the ones that deserve to get to, to, to decide whether or not she lives or not. No, God, God told me that I was, I was it was decided she did that not. if I, I don't even God know who not. she is, but, but she not. gets protective custody. And I just think that that's, that's what I'm saying that like, you take somebody that tortured their own child and like put him in a box and let him starve to death. You, you put somebody like that in prison with somebody that like, I don't know, just like stabbed their boyfriend. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's not a horrible thing. I think it is horrible. I think that harming another person, regardless of who they are, whatever, I think it's horrible. But I don't think it's fair to me to have to sit in prison looking at this dumb bitch every day. That's not fair. So we should kill her. No, that's because the prison system is messed up. Not because she deserves to be put in, 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 given the death penalty. It's because the prison system is jacked up that a person that maybe, you know, commits, uh, you know, um, so for instance. Somebody that like their dad has abused them their whole life. And so they grow up and they come back and they kill him. Right. Yeah. That person is going to go to jail for murder. Right. And right. and I do think that like, yes, right. something horrible was done to you, but you do need to go to, you do deserve a punishment. Rightly so. Agreed. Okay. 
that person should probably be in a different prison or prisoned differently than somebody that tortures their child and kills them. We agree on that. It's a prison reform issue. It's not of it's not of they deserve to die because the prison system. Like you're basically saying the prison system is messed up. So in order to to make it more fair, we should just kill people. Hundred percent. Yeah, but that, that's crazy. It's not that crazy. It's I crazy. I think that we've reached the point where we've maxed out our arguments and we're just we start talking in circles. We have. We have. So, do you have any other points? No, I, I gave all my points were kind of counterpoints to your points, but yeah, all my points were made. And all my points were correct. We need to start <laughs> the most heinous criminals. Oh, no, no, no. Swift hammer of justice will be swinging today. Oh my gosh, no. Well, I don't think I should be killing people. I don't want to ever, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I feel like I have to be violent towards anybody. Agreed, agreed. I don't, I don't ever want to be in that situation, but I, I think that if somebody else is willing to be like, Oh, like if I'm on a jury, I think this is like, if I was on a, a jury of people trying to decide what sentence to give, I, I don't know that I would, I, I would ever make the decision. Like if it's in, if the ball's in my court, I don't know that I could ever make that decision and be like, yeah, that guy deserves the death penalty unless it is one of those, like, like a Tim McVeigh. Right. They're so rare though. That's what I'm saying. It, it is so rare, but I'm just saying don't eliminate it. But anyway, eliminate now it. that I've gotten the last word, eliminate it. <laughs> Elim- don't eliminate it. eliminate it. So now we're going to send this to our listeners, answer our poll right here on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at mindchangers underscore great debaters. Was your mind changed today? If you believe you should have, we should abolish the death penalty, then your mind was not changed. If you believe we should still have the death penalty, then your mind was probably changed. Remember, you can DM us on Instagram. And join us next time for another lively discussion. <laughs>